TPO Rankings. Hello and welcome to round 18 of the TPO Rankings show, a show where we talk Australian football through the lens of the TPO Rankings. It's like the FIFA World Rankings, uh, but for Australian football clubs, and actually the FIFA World Rankings have changed their algorithm to copy us, very slightly anyway. Because Jake, of us, I think. Because of us, because of us, absolutely. How are you going this evening, Jake? Going well, thanks, Cody. Yeah, that's some recent news, actually. Didn't plan on touching that, but they did just uh, last week announce that they were changing their algorithm to match the ELO method, which is the algorithm we base our rankings off. So there you go. We're obviously making some waves in the footballing world. <laughs> okay, so tonight, well, we're well and truly into the World Cup, into the swing of things, and while the, most people's attention is on the biggest uh, sporting event in the world, Tonight we're going to pause and turn our attention back to the local game, back to FFA Cup, just for a little bit, just for a moment. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Usually we have some games to recap, but we didn't we didn't preview any games last week, so we're skipping that section out and we're going straight into the FFA Cup. And then at the end, guys, we've got four games where we will preview this and get back to our Instagram um, stories voting. But all right, Jake, you've got a and tonight's just going to be a short show, maybe ten to fifteen minutes. We'll see how we go, but. Um, Jake, I'll let you run with it. All right. So FFA Cup, we've kind of been touching on it, on it throughout the weeks as clubs have been qualifying and uh, being knocked out and all the rest of it. We're now uh, Monday night. We're recording. By the time you're watching this, it'll be Wednesday. And the FFA Cup round of 32 draw is next Tuesday, I believe, the 26th. And I should probably check that, but that sounds about right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have 31 of the 32 clubs now confirmed. Uh, the final spot will go to one of the Northern Territory teams. Um, and so we're just going to run through the clubs, I guess, some of the ones that we haven't touched on before now, and also just some of the interesting stats that um, I dug into some of the detail of, of previous years and... Um, I found it interesting. I'll run it by you, Cody, and you can tell yeah. me if I've done a good job or not and, and whether I should maybe vet these things by you before we get into them nope. next time. But anyway, nope. um, so the one spot, as I mentioned, Northern Territory, uh, that game I believe is on this Saturday, uh, the right. 23rd of June, and that will be between Hellenic, which is the uh, the northern zone within Northern Territory, the winner of that zone, which is kind of the Darwin area, uh, and Verdi, which uh, is the club from the south South League, South Zone, um, not sure of the terminology, so those two will play off. Hellenic is ranked 121st in the TPO rankings, and Verdi is ranked 333rd, so there's a, quite a big gap there. Hellenic, the clear favourites, and are having a great couple of seasons. They're the highest-ranked Northern Territory club at the moment. Um, just to run through some of the uh, 31 clubs that have... Well, you know what, let's just run through all of them really quickly, um, and we might do a bit more on this during the week on our social media give each club a little bit of um, bit of love and a bit of attention, seeing as though it's a quite a big deal, I guess, to get to this stage. But mm. to run through the 31 clubs, and Cody, stop me if there's any of these that you think are worth, um, worth kind of touching on in more detail, but outside the top 10 A-League clubs, obviously, they all get their automatic spot, and Heidelberg United, as last year's MPL winner, got their automatic spot as well. Um, Victoria first, we've got Bentley Greens, who are ranked ninth in the country. Uh, sorry, 12th in the country. Heidelberg is ranked 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Avondale, who are first-timers. We've got Port Melbourne Sharks, also first-timers at the round of 32, and North Northcote City, uh, also first-timers. So quite a few new clubs yeah. there from Victoria Jake, I just this year. want to jump in there. I'm, I'm yeah. stoked that Heidelberg, Bentley, and uh, Avondale are all in there. The three strongest uh, Victorian teams, you know, three of the top sort of 
teams in Australia outside the A League at the moment. So you want to see you want to see the strongest non A League teams in the FFA Cup, and um, Victoria's probably got the best showing in terms of that. So I'm really hoping they pull some interesting ties in the in in the draw. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And one of the things, I'm kind of jumping around a bit here too, but one of the things every time when we have the draw that happens is you get, you know, two clubs from the same state draw each other um, and they're kind of sold as like a big, you know, New South Wales or Victorian mm. derby, that sort of thing. And that always disappoints me a little bit because I love oh, seeing course, teams yeah. from different states. So I'm hoping that, like you, these, you know, those few really great sides from Victoria draw a, a top club from, uh, well, selfishly, I'd love a Brisbane team, um, to, to draw one of them and, and have it up here so I can go and watch them. But mm. um, let's move on. Uh, South Australia, we had Adelaide Comets uh, confirmed in, in the last kind of week and a half. Yep. They're ranked 20th now um, in the country. We've got uh, from Tasmania, Devonport City, who got up over South Hobart. Devonport ranked 70th. In Canberra, we had Canberra FC confirmed in the last week as well. They're ranked 61st in the country. They got up over Gungahlin United. Queensland, we had a host of clubs confirmed. Olympic FC uh, had a penalty shootout win over Brisbane City, and there was we, we kind of touched on that. Um, I think in in one of our Facebook lives, that was a, a bit of a, a crazy game with you know last minute equalisers and extra time and all the rest of it. Um, Lions FC also from Brisbane qualifying in a a six nil rout over Peninsula Power. Cairns FC the um, kind of but not really but. We just pretend that it is uh, same as far, or the, the new iteration of Far North Queensland from Cairns, five years in a row qualifying for this stage of the FFA Cup. And the Gold Coast Knights rounding out the four from Queensland and they, they had a surprise win or potentially not that big a surprise over the MPL side here in Sunshine Coast Fire. Mm-hmm. So four clubs there. And, and I'll come back to Gold Coast Knights in a minute because I've got another little little bit that I want to touch on with them. Yep. Um, Moving on to New South Wales quickly, the top club there in terms of the rankings, RPA Leichhardt qualifying. They're the 10th best club in the country right now. Um, unfortunately, a couple of the other you know, highly ranked New South Wales clubs have, have been knocked out. But those that did qualify, Rockdale City Suns ranked 21st, Marconi ranked 29th, Hakoa Sydney City East 37th, and Bonnie Rig White Eagles 43rd. So five clubs there in New South Wales. Um, and RP is one of those clubs I'd love to get, um, you know, a top NPL club from either Victoria or even like a South Australia, something like that. Yeah. I think that would be that would be quality. Um, last couple of states now, Western Australia, we had Armadale and Gwellup, Croatia. Gwellup from the Division 1, so the, the third tier in mm-hmm. the country. Um, and then Northern New South Wales, we had in the last week as well, Broadmeadow Magic and Charlestown City Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're the 31 clubs. Well, that's the 21 clubs plus the 10A league that we've got. Um, I don't know, Cody, maybe I'll put yeah. you on the spot. Is there any kind of clubs there that you, you'd like to, you know, is there any, we, we kind of touched on it already, I guess, but anything specifically in terms of a fixture you'd like to see or maybe a, a club that you'd like to go and watch live? Yeah, I, I mean, any of those top Victorian teams, New South Wales teams, um, Northern New South Wales, I'd, I'd love to see any of those up in Queensland and, and get along to some of those games. But one thing that does stand out to me, Jake, and we've touched on this previously and it's been in the media a little bit around the um, MPL sort of groups on, online on Facebook, is that South Australian spot, one spot for Adelaide um, Comets there, they're ranked 20th and 
Then you've, you've got two clubs above them in the rankings, so Metro Stars and Adelaide City from the same competition. And such a such a good competition, such a high quality. Actually, Campbelltown's only just around there as well, Campbelltown yeah. City. You've got all these quality teams in that, in that state, and they've got one measly spot. And you compare that to the likes of... I mean, we're based in Queensland, so... Um, but we, we, Queensland's got four spots, which just seems unreasonable. Even northern New South Wales, it, it, granted, is a very, very strong footballing area. But you think if northern New South Wales can get two spots, uh, uh, South Australia should at the very least be having two, if not three or four spots. Um, yeah. I guess uh, if, if I had to, I'd remove the one, one or two spots from Queensland. Um, and may, but even Western Australia, Western Australia gets two in, in Adelaide. South, sorry, I keep saying Adelaide. South Australia one. It, it just doesn't quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I would, I would love to see another one or two South Australian teams in there because there's so many good clubs down there. It just, it doesn't make sense. But. Yeah, this is not something that I, I planned on touching on, but um, I have run some numbers on this in the past. So, just to, in terms of the um, rankings and what you know, not that the allocation is based on the, any sort of rankings, um, obviously, but if you were to do the allocation based on rankings and kind of the average strength of the clubs in each state, um, what it comes down, and, and before I get into that, I guess most people will probably know, but for those that don't, the allocation of spots has been up until now based on the number of um, registered players um, and registered clubs in each of those states. So South Australia has been a bit disadvantaged by the fact that they have the uh, Football Federation South Australia, but then they've got a lot of their clubs and players actually registered outside mm-hmm. of the FFA-affiliated leagues. So they've got an, an amateur soccer league down there that has a lot of lot of players. So um, only this year, I think, that amateur soccer league has been kind of or re, reconnected, I guess, in a sense, back to the Federation Football Federation South Australia. So that meant that those clubs could compete in the, um, the qualifying process this year. The allocation of only one team didn't change, but I think now that there are those other clubs, we might see movement on that in the future. But to get back to what I started saying, in terms of the, the quality or the uh, if you look at the clubs across uh, the, the rankings and where they sit for each state, what you would see if you were to base it entirely on that in terms of an allocation, um, New South Wales would stay with five. Uh, I'll touch first on those that wouldn't change. So New South Wales would stay with five. North New South Wales would stay with two. ACT, Tasmania, Northern Territory would stay with one. Uh, and I should say that's based on a minimum of, of one club. So we don't want any clubs to be, uh, or any states not to be represented. Um, Victoria would actually pick up an extra one and go to five uh, on par with New South Wales. Queensland would need to lose two spots and go back down to two. Um, so Victoria pick up one of those. Western Australia would lose one spot, go down to one. And South Australia would pick up an extra two. Um, yeah. So there'd be a little bit of a shift, but what it's saying is that, at least from a, a you know, rankings point of view, which is representative of FFA Cup results to date, um, largely, it's saying that South Australia is underdone, Queensland and Western Australia are probably overdone. Yep. The, the only caveat I would put, and, and I've got to be careful because I don't want it to sound like it's uh, Queensland bias, given that's where I am and uh, we are, but... The, the thing that limits Queensland's results in a way, and this year's probably a, a good example, the two Brisbane clubs, Olympic and Lions, have qualified and they've had to go through um, all the top clubs in the state. So they do, they've done well to get their spot. The Cairns and Gold Coast Knights, the other two entrants this year, not that they haven't had to earn their spot, they've definitely done that. But because of the way that the allocations are given in Queensland it's not just four spots to the four clubs that qualify it's four mm. it's two to Brisbane 
It's one to northern Queensland and it's one to kind of southeast Queensland, excluding Brisbane, so yeah. Gold Coast, Sunny Coast. And if you look at what clubs actually, um, you know, take Gold Coast Knights, for instance, and, and you know, they're the lowest ranked club this year in the um, round of 32, so definitely don't want to, um, I guess, understate what the, their achievement. They're a you know, regional side that's beaten three NPL clubs. It's, it's a great achievement, but at the same time, those NPL clubs are Sunny Coast Fire, who are actually ranked lower than Gold Coast Knights, and they've mm. you know, been very poor for a number of years. Um, it's the Toowoomba Club, Southwest Queensland, who have also had their ups and downs, but they've been towards the bottom end for a number of years. And and probably Gold Coast United is the only one there that is, is looking reasonably good in the NPL. So, you know, you kind of look at it and go, are we give, uh, is Queensland putting their best clubs into the FFA Cup each year? Um, you know, the tyranny of distance makes it tough, but... I don't know, Cody, about you, but I, I understand why I'd regionalise it, but what I would prefer to see is keep it regional up until it... You know, leave it to the last round of qualifying if you have to and then make it completely random. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think what, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so you, I think if you did that, you'd end up seeing um, you know, the, the best sides in, in the state qualify more often and hopefully getting better results. Yeah. But anyway, that's not something I even wanted to talk about this tonight. So <laughs> there yeah, you so go. so much for a short 10-minute <laughs> show. We're already up to about 12, 13 minutes. So. Yeah. All right, Jake, you've got another one or two Moving on. to run through. Yep, so I'll keep this one quick. It's just a couple of small things that I found interesting. Um, in terms of the 21 non-A-League clubs this year who have qualified, I just went back and looked at their history in the FFA Cup and, and kind of broke it down. And it's interesting that of the 21, 10 of them have never reached this stage of the FFA Cup before, mm-hmm. um, which is you know quite impressive. So half of them are going to be new clubs that have never been on the national stage. Um, and I include the Northern Territory team in that, even though it's not decided yet, because neither Hellenic or Verdi have been at this stage before. Um, of the 21, only one of them has ever made the semi-finals, and that was uh, Bentley Greens, and only one has ever made the quarter-finals, uh, and that was Heidelberg. So the two Victorian sides, and then there's kind of a mix that have made it to the round of 16 or 32. Um, just touching on some of the A-League clubs, which is of interest in terms of the, um, their results in the FFA Cup, the let's pull it up here. The probably the worst performer from the A League point of view, Newcastle Jets. They've never won an FFA Cup game. So in four years of FFA Cup, they've lost all four of their first round games. Um, all of them against A League. So you know the draw comes into it. But four losses from four. Um, right behind them is Brisbane Raw and Wellington, who have both only ever won one FFA Cup game. Um, Trying to remember who's from, I don't have it in front of me, but Wellington, I don't remember who they beat. Brisbane Raw from memory beat, I think it was Sterling Lions from WA um, mm-hmm. a number of years ago. Uh, and Central Coast Mariners, they made the semi finals in the first year, but since then haven't won a game either. And, and I guess very famously lost to two MPL clubs. So there you go, just some of the performances of uh, recent clubs. Um, and the last thing I just wanted to do, and we'll get an image up here for those that are watching the video. It just looks at, it It probably isn't a particularly good image to explain it, but what we're seeing is for each of the four and now five years, if you count this year of FFA Cup history, if you look at what the 32 clubs who have qualified, what they were ranked at the time, um, and I've picked at the time of the draw, so just to pick a a date, um, a moment in time, and you can kind of see the spread, and and obviously you're going to have most of the clubs are higher ranked, and and, I mean, they're, they're ranked highly for a reason, but every year we've had some outliers, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I guess if you look at 2016, probably has the the two outliers 
that are, you know, we have one club ranked in at 302nd at the time, but um, and that was one of the Northern Territory clubs. This year, I've, I've just put on the graph there a, little, a couple of little arrows to say the Northern Territory game that hasn't been played, Herdy, uh, sorry, Hellenic versus Verdi. Verdi is ranked, like I mentioned, 333rd. Now, they're a long shot to win that game. If they do, though, they will become the lowest-ranked club to ever qualify for the round of 32, so that would be quite an impressive feat. Um, and if they don't win, then that honour, this year at least, in terms of the lowest-ranked team, will go to Gold Coast Knights from um, Queensland. So there you go. Make of that image what you will. Yeah, it looks to me, just at a quick glance at 2016, in terms of the rankings, was the strongest showing from from the team. So they, there was a two cut, two outliers um, in 2016, but but otherwise they're all very very high compared yeah. to the other years. But um, all right, Jake, is that it? Is that it for FFA Cup for now? That's all I've got for now, cool. Cody. All right, let's rush through these last four games. So. Here we go. We've got um, two games each. I'm going to kick things off. So I go to the New South Wales MPL and Sydney Olympic hosting Marconi Stallion. So top of the table, Olympic coming off a two-all draw with Hakora on the weekend. Uh, Olympic sitting four points clear of Apia. Uh, Marconi. Marconi beat Manly 3-2 on the weekend. They're currently in sixth, so just one spot outside the final spot. Obviously, um, Sydney Olympic go into it. Fairly heavy favourites, but Marconi have had some good results this year. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Olympic are 18th on the rankings, Marconi 29th. So not a huge gap. Should be a good, good game. And my second game actually drops down a division still in New South Wales. And that's St. George versus Mount Druitt Town Rangers. So third v. first. St. George being third, Mount Druitt being first. So, yeah, Mount Druitt are the team to beat at this point in the season. And that's actually six points in front of St. George, and I think five points in front of second place, Central Coast Mariners youth team. Um, despite that, the, the odds here, the probabilities are very, very close. Mount Druitt, the away team, um, are slight favourites, 39.8% probability of winning compared to St. George's, 37.7. So Mount Druitt going as slight favourites, according to us, but I am very interested to see how the supporters vote. So over to you, Jay. Yeah, and, and Mount Druitt as well on the weekend had a 3-0 loss, so... Yeah, um, you know, out in front, like you mentioned, but 3 0 lost to uh, North Shore Mariners. So, hmm. yeah. Anyway, my turn. So, I'm going first this week to Western Australia, and we've got a, uh, a nearly top of the table clash. Bayswater City in first, playing Coburn City in third. Um, we've got a prediction that Bayswater will, or our probability says that Bayswater is likely to finish first. Coburn expected actually to drop a couple of places to fifth by the end of the season. Um, on the back of their, or based on their TPR ranking, but also the remaining fixtures um, and the order of those. So Bayswater at home, ranked at the moment in 35th in the country, uh, are quite heavy favourites here at 70%, and Coburn City at about 14%, but I think it'll probably be a bit more even than that. Um, and I'll be interested to see again, you know, if, if it's as one-sided as what our numbers, or the voting is as one-sided as what the numbers say. The second one that I had this week is Northern New South Wales, and this is a top-of-the-table clash, uh, and it's Edgeworth Eagles at home against Broadmeadow Magic. Um, Broadmeadow Magic, as we just mentioned, qualifying for the FA Cup. Edgeworth got knocked out, but are um, currently sitting in second, predicted to finish first. Um, Broadmeadow currently first, predicted to finish second. So we're expecting, or at least the simulations are saying, that it's likely that uh, those two clubs will swap over. We'll see. 
In terms of the rankings, this is also a very interesting one because Edgeworth Eagles are currently ranked 26th uh, and Broadmeadow are ranked 25th. And the, the points between them is very small. So um, yeah. the winner of this one will be the highest-ranked club in northern New South Wales um, for at least the next week. And uh, probably, well, like I said, Broadmeadow just inside the top 25 at the moment, but um, might maybe pushing up a little bit if they can if they can get a win and, and maybe widen that gap. So in terms yeah. of probabilities, Edgeworth, even though they're ranked a little bit lower um, at home, are predicted to have the advantage, 42% chance of winning, and Broadmeadow, a 35% chance of winning. Okay, cool. Like that's I said, it. Jake, yep, that wraps it up. We stuck to about 20 minutes, so good stuff, guys. Um, hope you're enjoying the World Cup. Jake's just absolutely buggered. I know he is. He oh, can you see my bloodshot eyes? I'm struggling. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so I'm having we'll, fun, though. Having fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, World Cup, only every four years, isn't it? So... Next week, guys, I think we will be maybe talking FFA Cup again because that draw, or oh, we'll have to sort that out, Jake, because we record on Mondays, the draws on Tuesday. We might have to record late and release a late show, but we definitely want to be covering that FFA Cup draw and the news all around that. That's, that's exciting stuff. Really looking forward to that one. Um, otherwise, guys, remember we expanded the rankings last week. There's 362 clubs now, and we, we will start previewing some, some clubs from maybe leagues we haven't touched on before. Um, and the one other thing I'll mention is our, t- our daily briefings comes out um, every single morning. So you can get that. It's about 60 to 90 seconds. Quick update on Australian football news. You can get that wherever you get your podcast from. Just search TPO Rankings Daily Briefing. Or you can go ahead to our Facebook page, send us a message, and we can then hook you up to, to receive that audio every single day via Facebook Messenger. Jake, and it's, and it's just me? literally, you know, what's happened in the last day in Australian yes. football. Yep. Very yep. quick, you the know, don't go into detail. Yep. It's just the headlines. So yep. if you want to keep up to date, that's the way to do it. We can't go into much much details in 60 seconds. So it keeps, no. it keeps Jake's, Jake's ramblings to a minimum. <laughs> I think no. there's there's something to look at, Cody. Go and have a look at the average time of yeah. the uh, daily briefing when I do it versus you. And yeah. I reckon I'm probably at least thirty seconds longer. Well, Jake, I edit these videos, and every every preview of a game, I actually mine's are about forty five seconds. Yours go for about <laughs> double that. So I'm not even kidding. You're always about double of what mine are. So, but I can't help it. You provide the good info. I'm just here to for the editing. So, anyways, thanks, Jake, for joining me. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys, and see you next week.